We tell stories that from the outside could look like sad stories. But when you learn about the families, when you hear the story, when you hear the purpose and the joy, you realize they are not sad stories at all. They are happy stories. If we can learn what everybody deep down really needs, maybe we can learn to serve and love on each other better. The majority of our guests will be special needs related, but that's not all of our guests. We are going to have some guests that really don't have any special needs, but have been through something tough. We're hoping that this podcast can bring hope and joy and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And even though it's not always easy, it's totally worth it. Hey guys, it's John. And just a quick note before we start our episode, if you're listening to this and it's still April, that means it's still Autism Awareness Month. And that means Mabry and I are still running to raise money for the Abled Movement. So you can still pledge. It's not too late. And you can track us and our progress at hashtag Mabry Runs for Awareness. Thanks for helping us turn awareness into action. Welcome to the Totally Worth It podcast. It's episode number 12. I'm John Gayhart, and I am sitting here with Miami. <laughs> Miami. See, you do sing. You are a singer. Who sings that song? Well, you're going to make me. Uh, is it get not to the line. Oak Ridge Boys? No. Or who did we see in concert? It's actually Vince Gill. Originally? He, yes, but he was in a. Kenny Thacker, where are you? Help me out on this one. (laughs) He was in a different group at the time when he sang that song. Miami, Miami. Something. I don't know any other words. Oh, boy. So, thank you. This is, Amy, this is the last episode of season one. Are people still listening? (laughs) I I mean, the internet says that they are. The internet. I think it's our moms downloading it a million times. (laughs) But we've had such a fun season. We hope you guys have as well. It has been fun, but who knew we would, like, we actually did this thing. We did this. We did it. And we are officially going to do a season number two. We are. We're going to talk a little bit about that at the end of this episode. And we have a special announcement for something that we're going to be doing during the off season. So make sure you... Oh, I'm going to have to come up with a special announcement. Yeah, even if you have to stick around, even if you have to fast forward to the end of the episode... Oh, don't do that. Stick around. You'll, you'll want to hear the announcement. And we have a lot to talk about today. So we're gonna, it's just Amy and I. Yeah. For the entire episode. Yes. And we've got a lot. So we're going to get right to it. But first, we're going to give a shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Speak Life with Taylor Nichols is a podcast committed to keeping it real and raw. Real people, real stories, and real life. Go check out my girl, Taylor Nichols, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Speak live with Taylor Nichols. Before we get to our regular segments, Amy and I are going to do another version of a game show. What's it called? The newlywed game. The, the, the newlywed game 20 version edition. 20 years in. The 20 year you better know the answer about your partner. <laughs> Edition. Yes. Man, those questions, the questions were hard. They were hard this time. Holy cow. Okay, well, um, you're the question asker. Okay, so reminder, you're answering this question how you think I would answer this question. So I'm not answering it what I believe to be true about you. Right. I'm answering it what I think you believe to be true about you. 
Yes. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, just go with it. I, I'm in. I'm not, I mean, I won last time, okay. so I clearly understand the rules. Well, that was, I just wasn't. I wasn't but we've got more questions correctly. this time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number one is, what is your most repeated phrase? I think that your most repeated phrase, because it's not most repeated word, it's most repeated phrase. Yes. Your most repeated phrase, I'm going to say is, hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, no. no. That's not it. That's No. Mm, I'm 0 for 1. I wish you would. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're I, right. I went between I wish you would and dang it, Amy, because I'm always saying that to myself is dang it, Amy. Yep. Um, so I think that your most repeated phrase is, oh, I went through two of these, but I'm going to go with my first choice in I need to pee. <laughs> Well, I thought you might say that. I also thought you might say, I'm going to hop in the shower. That was my second one. That was your second one. That wasn't, neither of those were my answer. Oh, boy. I think I need to pee probably could be the winner. Uh Uh-huh. But I still didn't go with that. I thought my most repeated phrase might be, you know what I mean? You don't like when people say that. I know, but I say it all the time. (laughs) And then you always repeat back to me in a funny voice. I do. And You know me? Yeah. Say that again? You know me? Yeah, you always repeat that. It's important to me because, you know, I don't like I don't like to talk to people when they're distracted. And that even means when you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at your phone. I'm talking to you. You're acknowledging me with a head nod, but I need confirmation that do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it sounds rude and I get it. I wish I didn't say it, but I'm I'm not always clear that you're hearing what I'm saying. Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, it's... Well, I think I get this point because I need to pee is totally... Okay, you make the rules. I'm just kidding. Okay, question number two. What is the strangest gift your spouse ever bought you? I think you're going to answer about the strangest gift I ever bought you. Yes. Was a pajama gram. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought you would love. I was so happy about that. But what was the problem? It was it was a onesie and it weighed like a hundred pounds. It was very heavy. And what am I all the time? Hot. Hot. And this thing had feet on it. It was zip up. Nothing. Get, oh my gosh! I don't think I ever. I know, but I'm confused because you're always hot, yeah. but you always have a blanket on. That's what I do. I know it's confusing to me. A lightweight blanket, okay. not. So it, I'm thinking it's about the weight more than it is about the. Yeah, so that heavy pajama gram. No, that's too heavy. <laughs> you wore too it like heavy. once. And you tried to wear it like once and you started sweating. <laughs> okay, so I think the weirdest gift, you'll think the weirdest gift I ever bought you was a food dehydrator. No, I don't think that at all. I love that. But brand. that's strange. That's strange. I had to think about this for a while because you're really good at giving gifts. Oh, thanks. I think the strangest and kind of funniest gift is you got me a gift card to the tattoo parlor. Oh, I did. Which is awesome. I love it. But what was funny about it is <clears throat> I'm a tattoo person and you're not. Uh-huh. And so you just don't know. Yeah. So the the gift card was for like $100 no, or like it wasn't. $150. It was I think it was like $150. I put 5 on it. Yeah, I think it was like $150, which is a lot of money. But you don't know what tattoos cost. Yeah, it was not very much. And so uh, and so, I'm like, hey, I made a tattoo appointment. And you're like, oh, good. You've got this gift card that'll pay for it. And I'm like, that's going to pay for like a 
fourth of it. Yeah. You, your eyes got big. You're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, do you know how much tattoos Yeah, cost? I had no idea. I had no idea. But yeah. I put five on it. It was fine. Yeah, that was a good gift though. Okay, question number three. Other than people, what is your most prized possession? You go first this time. Okay. I'm going to say, I don't know exactly, but I would say it's something from your trip to Israel. Uh, it's not. Oh, boy. I had, I'm 0 for 3, folks. But I had a, this was the hardest question to me out of all of them because as much as I like things uh-huh. and I appreciate things that I have, I, I just don't like possessions aren't a thing really to either right. one of us. No. So not. it was hard for me to say, ooh, a prized possession. Like I'm going to have a tough time getting rid of this. So the answer that I came up with is Mabry's new stroller. Oh, yeah. Because it's extremely valuable for one. Mm-hmm. It's very important to our family and what we do. Mm-hmm. Hard to replace. But then the story behind it is really special to me. And so that is probably my most prized possession. Okay. What do you think my most prized possession is? I think is? your most prized possession is your wedding ring. No. No. Because a, I don't even... I know you don't wear it. It's been broken for like five years. Yeah. No, it's not. It would be the external hard drive with all the kids' baby pictures on it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I know what your price of possession isn't, is either one of the necklaces that I brought you back from Israel. Whatever. Stop it. That, that is I not seen in, next question. In three years Don't worry about that. Okay. Question number four. What percentage of the housework do you do? This is a pretty easy question because I think that you do, I think that I think you do, and I think you think you do about 95% of the housework. I said 99%. <laughs> well... When I first put that, I'm like, well, I don't even do 5%. But the kids do some things. Loading dishwashers, taking out the dogs. Yes, they do. You're right. So, um, yeah, I think you do about 95%. Maybe 95 is a better choice. I put that you put you do 1%. Yeah, that's accurate. I put 5 but now that... That means you have the kids do 5%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I delegate 5%. Mm -hmm. Okay, question number five. If you could have lived with a family from a TV show, from a, gosh, this is a, like a hard, like a long question. If you could have lived with a family from a TV show from your childhood, which family would you choose? I'll go first. Okay. I think that you would choose the Keatons from Family Ties. No. What? Mm -mm. John. Alex P. Keaton was not my dude. uh, There is a poem in this house (laughs) that says he's your hero. Did you lie when you were eight? Well, he was, I mean, I liked him, but I don't know. That house was a little bit too nerdy for me. Okay. You went with the house, not with the family. No, no. That's what I'm saying. The household, the family that lives in the household is a little bit too nerdy for me. Okay. And I didn't watch every episode of that. I watched it and Hmm. I remember it, but I wasn't in. Okay. So my family that I would have wanted to live with would have been the Huxtables. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I believe that the family that you would have wanted to live with is also the Huxtables. That's right. Ding, yes. ding, ding. So I've got the Huxtables for it those is. answers. I had a hard time with this because I did want to say Webster mm. because I wanted to go through that dumb waiter. Yeah. That, the, like a son of a gun. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, think on the, along those tracks, I really wanted to live in the Silver Spoon's house. Oh, of course. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Want but to? the dad was, I didn't know. Want to no. be a part of that family. Okay. So Huxtables, I think most kids our generation, Huxtables were the family. They were. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, question number six. Mm-hmm. What animal do you think is your spirit animal? I think your spirit animal is the Basset Hound. 
Ding 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 ding. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing, that dog is so much like you. It just, I just like to chill, right? Just chilling is what, just chilling chilling. Is what you do best. Okay, so I think that you're, and we're not going to have the same answer on this. I know this, but I'm going with it anyways. Hey, I, let me before you answer this. Uh huh. I did have a tough time with this. I didn't struggle with it like the gift, but. I'm not that much of an animal person, so I don't even know like a lot of characteristics. It's whatever. So what I came up with this and I'm not passionate about it. It's just what I came up okay. with. Okay. I think, <laughs> and this is only part of your personality. Okay. It's not your whole personality, but I think your spirit animal is the sloth. <laughs> Why? I don't know the characteristics because of a sloth other than they're slow. When we're trying to go somewhere... There is a term in our house called fiddle farting. <laughs> and it's when you take forever. It's because. No. When people, people in this house do not understand that when we leave, we don't need to leave 15 lights on and we don't need to leave the air condition going because we're going to be gone. So let's turn everything out. So that you guys not, go get in the car. That is not what you're doing while we're waiting in the car. <laughs> and making coffee. It's making your fourth cup of coffee. It is. Maybe shaving your head one more time. <laughs> Maybe changing your shoes for the third time. All important to me. We are always, the four of us will be in the car and we are always waiting on you. <laughs> is that, that true? That is true. So that's why I picked the sloth. So there's no way that I'm going to give you the sloth. Even if my answer is not very justifiable, I'm not giving you that one. Okay, what's yours? <clears throat> I put the eagle. Okay. Because I've, I've like if I ever had a have a superpower, it would be to fly. Uh-huh. And so birds, like I needed a bird, but I needed a bird of prey because I don't want to be the little bitty bird that gets shot with a BB gun. So <laughs> You want to be protected by the... I want to the, be protected. You want to be protected by the nation? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So not like, not the dominant predator out there, but somebody that little birds and people don't mess with. <laughs> <laughs> little birds and people. So I don't want little birds to mess with them. Right. Gotcha. Okay, question number seven. What is one responsibility that you wish you didn't have? I think you wish you did not have the responsibility of cooking dinner for the family. Wrong. I enjoy cooking. Oh, you do? Okay. You're good at it. We all like I it. I enjoy cooking. I do not enjoy going to the grocery store. That's something that I enjoy going to. Okay, but I have a little disclaimer by mine. Hmm. If I didn't have that responsibility, I would still want to be able to get the type of groceries we actually need and the (laughs) brands we actually want. Because when you go to the grocery store for us, you don't exactly come home with the list. Right, because I make the rules. Wrong. And when I'm at the store, we get what I want. And that's why I have to go to the grocery store, because you don't play by the rules. Okay. All right. I think that you wish... You didn't have the responsibility or didn't have to participate in Mabry's hygiene during her period. I'm going to give you that answer. Okay. My answer is actually bathing Mabry. Uh-huh. And, and I don't have that full responsibility. We right. share in it. We do. Usually, if I'm home, I do it more. Uh-huh. And I, I really dislike it. Part of it is it's hard. It's, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's hard work. Another part of it is, I, I mean, I still live with a little bit of the... A, a 17-year-old girl shouldn't be getting a bath from her dad. Mm, wow. Like, I'm over it, but yeah. I wish I didn't participate in that. But, yes, any kind of hygiene, especially during that time. <laughs> during her cycle. <laughs> yeah, especially during that. 
Um, yeah, so you get that answer. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, question number eight. If you could have unlimited access to any store, which would it be? Your store is Target. Ding, 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 yes. ding. Yes, because you can get groceries there. I can. And you can get all your household items. Yes. And you can get some arts and crafts. Not really. No? No. I don't know what you get no at Target. No arts and crafts. Okay. But Whatever gonna... you get at Target. I know that there's a Starbucks there. I don't... What do I need to I know. That's what I go to. Oh, well, this is a when question you're about at Target. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think that you would pick... You're going to get it wrong. Okay, folks. Well, <laughs> let's just end the game right here. Goodness. Okay. I picked... Oh, now that you say I'm going to get it wrong, <laughs> I might change my answer. I know what you picked. What did I pick? You picked the van store. Wrong. Okay. Maybe I picked right. Dick's Sporting Goods. You got it right. Woo! Ding, 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 ding. Because you can get shoes there. Including vans. Including vans. I thought of this. Yes. As, along with all your other stuff. And you know your fishing gear. <laughs> my tackle. Yeah. You don't have I got tackle. all those worms I got to get. <laughs> you don't have nothing. Okay, question number nine. What is the last book you read? Um, the last book that you read is some shallow fiction. <gasps> shallow? It's not, that's not like a criticism. You like books that tell a fictional story. Yes, I do. That don't get all deep and emotional. Yes, but you don't know what. No idea. Actually, the last book I read wasn't shallow, but it was Where the Crawdads Sing, and it was excellent. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So fiction, but not shallow. Right. Um, you, you're probably going to say the church answer and say your Bible. No, because okay. I, I, I took this as that I, because I start a lot of books and read portions. I took that as, as start to finish. I just put something business. Yeah, that's not correct. <laughs> The last book that I read from start to finish is Common Man, Extraordinary Call by Jeff and Becky Davidson. Started by Jeff Davidson, the father of a son with special needs. Uh-huh. And I think the son is a teenager now. And then while the book, before the book was completed, Jeff passed away and Becky finished it. Hmm. And she runs Rising Above Ministries, maybe out of like Tennessee. Did I buy you that book? No, you told me about it. Hmm, okay. Yeah, and so anyway, it's a really great book. Okay, we're about to go to question number 10, and neither one of us have gotten very many questions right. I feel like I'm winning. Uh, well, let's just agree to tie on the whole game. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, I mean, 20 years, you would think we would know these answers. They're, they're these were hard, hard questions. They were hard questions. I, but, and there's one, an answer that was great that I gave you. There's an mm-hmm. answer that was great that you gave me. Yeah, okay. So what's the score? Tied. It is not. You're lying. I haven't been keeping score. <laughs> Whatever. You're writing over there. You're winning. Okay. You're winning. <laughs> Can you tie it with this? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Excellent. Okay. okay. So this is a... F- Question number 10. What is one thing you do most like the opposite sex? And I think that you buy shoes most like... Women. I'm going to give you that answer. Thank you. What okay, I, I did tie it. See? The way that I answered was clothes shop. Yes, clothes shop. Same thing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you're right. You do. Correct. The thing that you do most like a dude. Quit saying dude. Is you listen to sports radio. Oh. Yep. So you're going to give me that one because that was clearly correct. It I was tell. clearly correct. What did you write down? Catch a football. You catch a football good. 
You got to have somebody to throw it back for you, but you catch it. Yeah, I don't throw well <laughs> at all, but I do catch well. And 2-0 and o is oh, my so record. Oh, so it looks like really I, no, game. hold on. I really think we might have tied. Okay, we'll come back to you on that. Okay. We hope you enjoyed that second edition of the Newlywed Game dun, 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 dun. for the 20-year veteran edition. <laughs> you do. So you. we're going to get into our normal segments now, which means, Amy, it's time for what? So what happened was... All right. So I got something fun for So What Happened. Bring it. Okay. I'm ready. So I found what the most ordered food is for food delivery during quarantine Uh across the country. So it has it broken down by state. Some of the states aren't in there because food delivery is not a big thing. This study was done by Uber Eats. This is something like we like this because even before quarantine... We had we started a Friday night tradition where every Friday night we do DoorDash. Right. It's the, we try to make that the only time we eat out. Yep. We don't eat out. I mean, we don't go to restaurants. Right. Obvious for obvious reasons. Yeah, but even just the money towards go, going yeah. out. Anyway, so Friday nights are night. We do DoorDash. And Mabry has a sign for one guy who delivered food once, Hector. Mm-hmm. And Mabry has a sign for him. Yep. So every night she's asking for Hector to come. She on. asked for him at four thirty this morning. <laughs> yeah. She knew it was Friday. Yeah, so we love the the door the food delivery. Yeah. This one was done by Uber Eats, which we've never used. And so I've got a couple of fun facts for you. Okay. Anna, some interesting. First off, um, there was one answer that was the most popular by state, by like a lot of states. It was by far the most ordered food. Huh. It was French fries. Really? Yes. See, okay, this makes me question... Because Uber Eats probably, that doesn't count pizza delivery. It's got to be pizza. Yeah, but that's not Uber Eats. Yeah. Because that's going to be the pizza people. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. French fries. French fries. And so. You got to get them there quick. Cause- yeah. So what I'm thinking is, I don't think people are, I'm guessing people aren't just ordering French fries. French fries are a part of so many orders that mm-hmm. it tallies up how many deliveries of what food item. Yeah. The interesting thing is, like, there's a ton of states. I'm not going to read all the states that have French fries as number one. But some of them have tricked up their fries. So in Colorado, Colorado and Utah, both the most popular item is carne asada fries. Hmm. Okay. Yep. And then um, Indiana only does, they do waffle fries. Okay. And Ohio does loaded fries. Loaded. Okay. So... What do you think? So the second most popular item mm-hmm. is one that Texas falls into. Okay. What do you think is the most ordered food item in Texas? Mexican food. It's not. It is pad thai. Really? Yes. Like yummy thai? Like yummy thai. I get, I get pad thai whenever we order from one of those places. But yes, there's like five states really? where pad thai is the number one. Okay. I can see that. I can totally see that. Okay. And then there's a bunch of states that just have, you know, like uh, burritos or burrito bowls or some some normal things. Here's a couple things that are interesting to me. Mm -hmm. There's two states, Wisconsin and Michigan, both. Cheese curds. No. The number one ordered product uh, item is crab rangoons. What in the world is a crab rangoon? That's what you get from the Chinese food restaurant. The, the fried wontons with cream cheese and crab meat in the yeah, middle? Yeah, I don't get those. Ooh, I've never good. had one with crab meat in the middle. 
Well, you don't like cream cheese. Correct. So you wouldn't eat Crab them. Rangoon. Wisconsin and Michigan people. Hey, and I could totally be making that up. Do you believe that? It looked, they had a picture on there of what mm-hmm. it was, and it looks like what you're describing. So I think you're right. Okay, so this whole study skewed because it's not including pizza or Chinese food. It is including Chinese food. It, no, it included pad thai. Yeah, there was a lot of Chinese food on there. Oh, mm-hmm. but most Chinese food restaurants deliver have their own delivery. That's right. Yep. So, um, California, of course they have to be Californians. Avocados. No, but sorry for all you Californians who are always got to be a little bit different and do things I've never heard of. Indian food. No. The number one item that they order is chicken tikka masala. What is that? No idea. But they say, this isn't from Uber Eats, but they do say this is the most popular item that you can get at Trader Joe's. So who knows? We're so out of it. I don't know what that is, but it's popular. Here's some funny ones. Iowa and Oklahoma are, I have questions, because Iowa is a poke bowl, which is sushi in a bowl. Yeah, raw fish. Right. Uh -uh. And Oklahoma is a spicy tuna roll, also raw fish. Why are you ordering sushi to be delivered? I mean, I'm a sushi lover. I love it all. You're not a big sushi, but I love it all. But I'm not about to order it so that somebody can drive it to my house. No. No. What do you think? This is going to be an obvious one, if you think about it. What do you think, Pennsylvania? Philly cheesesteak. That's correct. Ooh, Good ding, job. Ding, ding. And the very last one, Rhode Island. I'm not going to have you guess. No, um, I'm going to guess. You're not going to get it right. No, I am. Okay. It's going to be chowder. Incorrect. That's wrong. Rhode Island, you guys need to class it up because your number one most ordered item is hot dogs. That's so disgusting. <laughs> You know my feelings about tasting. I know your feelings about hot dogs. Ugh. Rhode Islanders love getting some hot dogs delivered. So disgusting. Rhode Island. I can't even. Come on, Rhode Island. We need to hear from somebody from Rhode Island. We're about to trade you in for another. Tell us why you like hot dogs being delivered. That's so disgusting. <laughs> All right. So disgusting. That was my see what happened was. I oh thought my that we'd have goodness. Fun with that. So, Amy, what is the next segment? isn't that special so here is a glimpse of a special needs family maybe knew easter was coming up mm-hmm. because you know you can't help but know you start getting easter baskets or whatever for two weeks every morning every morning she woke up asking for the easter bunny mm-hmm. i'll get her up she carried her basket around she carried her basket everywhere yeah i open her door and normally the first things that i say to her you don't even know this because you're not there I say to her, did you sleep good? And normally when she first wakes up, she's smiley and grinny. I'll say, did you sleep good? And she'll nod. And I'll say, what did you dream about? And that makes her laugh. Mm-hmm. She laughs, but then she'll tell me. So for two weeks solid, every day was the Easter Bunny. She has a sign specifically for the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it started off by us saying, well, it's still a little time away. It's still a little time away. And then as it got up to it, we're getting close. We're getting close. Then the night before, the night before Easter, it's like, Mabry, tomorrow morning, the Easter bunny is going to be here. Finally, the Easter bunny is going to come out and be here. So Easter morning. She was ready. It was hard for her to go to sleep Saturday night because she was a little excited. That's right. So Easter morning, first off, she wakes up at 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. I go in there. Which has been unusual during this pandemic, but that's usually a normal time. Yeah. Yep. Normally it wouldn't be a big deal, but for... Three weeks, she's been sleeping until 6 o'clock. Right. And so she got up at 4.30. So I go in there and I'm like, guess what? You are going to be so happy. 
I walk her out to where all the Easter stuff is laid out. There's baskets, there's candy, there's everything, all her stuff that she would want. And I, and I point to it and I said, look who came last night. And she looked at me and she did the sign for Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, let's move on. Yes. She didn't, her eyes didn't get big. She didn't get excited. She didn't even go touch her Easter basket. No. She sat on the couch and all she wanted to talk about was Santa Claus and gets her iPad and starts looking up Santa Claus. And by the time I got up, which was a while later, mm-hmm. she hadn't even touched her Easter basket. Yeah. So, she left it there. So this happens at 4.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. At around 7.30, Amy comes out. Yeah. And she sits down. Oh, first she walks in and she looks and she's like, Mabry, why have you not touched your Easter basket? And I'm like, all she wants is Santa Claus. And... You sat down mm-hmm. and you said, why did she wake up so early? Why don't you take the story from there? I'm going to take a deep breath, folks, because I asked John and I'd probably been out about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. And so we're talking about the Easter Bunny. We're talking about Santa Claus. I sit down. And I was like, why in the world did she get up so early? And John said, oh, you should go look at her room. And I said, what do you what do you mean? Just go look at a room. That's what she said. And I was like, John, am I going to be mad? And you said, just go look at a room. <laughs> so I went back there and I walked in. Keep in mind, I have just redone Mabry's room. I spent a ton of time painting the floor, sealing the floor, uh, painting the walls. I gave my best effort on <laughs> the baseboards and trim. And I walked in. And like finished the day before. I just, yeah, yeah I just finished the day before painting a little um, quote on her wall. I walk in and there is navy blue paint all over the walls. And she had just, oh, she just freeformed it all over the walls. And here's the deal. This is 100% my fault. But dang it. It made me, I was mad. I was sad. I think sad was sad. it was a big part of it. Tell them why it was your fault. I left I left my supply bucket in the room. I didn't even it was over in the corner. I I thought it was just the paintbrushes cuz it's like one of those little plastic tubs and I thought it was just the paintbrushes. But then I saw obviously that I had left the two little bottles of acrylic paint that I had painted the mural the little um quote on her wall. And so I was mad. I was sad. I was never mad at Mabry. I was mad at myself. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated. And I posted it on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so many people were like, oh, just leave it. She was doing her artistic touch and blah, 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 blah. You know. Okay, I get that. But I had just worked so hard in this room. But what's funny is that I was just talking about how we have to plan our room, how to decorate her room around autism and this is like prime example like we don't spend a lot of money in her room because it's going to get messed up but it I think it was that it was the next day like I didn't even have time to like enjoy it you know do I think that she thought she was doing a good job no (laughs) I don't but she loves to paint. Yeah. So I think she was doing that. I think she just really likes to paint, which I think she was trying to do what I was doing. I get that. I don't think she was doing it thinking, 
mommy's going to be so proud of me. Yeah. No. And she used to vandalize her own room to so that we would get mad because yes. she knew that we didn't like it. Yes. That wasn't the case here. No, it was just she wanted to paint. Yeah. Because I've been doing a lot of arts and crafts around and getting stuff together for my blue sky people and stuff like that. So there's there's supplies sitting around the house that aren't normally there. So she's been getting into them and she's been asking to paint. And so I'll give her a piece of cardboard to paint and stuff like that. So I think it was completely innocent, but it still frustrated me and it made me sad. Yeah. And I haven't painted over it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to paint over it. I think I will probably leave some of it. And I saw a funny thing um, on, I think it was Instagram or something like that, that I think I'll probably do, I'll probably steal the idea. But one of their kids had colored all over the wall in marker and they put like um, a little description of the artwork, like in a museum <laughs> and put it by. So I might do that yeah. and just kind of keep part of it, but not all of it. Yeah. But it, oh my gosh, it hurt my feelings. It I, again, like, I can get mad at Mabry. Don't you worry about that. But I wasn't mad at Mabry about this at all. And not only did I leave the paint in the room, but I also, y'all, we have to unscrew the light bulbs in her ceiling fan so that she doesn't turn the lights on in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, and so I forgot to unscrew the light bulb, too. And had that been unscrewed, it would have not happened because she would have been in the dark. And she wouldn't have seen the paint bucket. Yeah. So... It was my fault all over the place, but stay tuned. I'll let you know what I do with her room. And it, and it created a mystery that we're probably never going to solve because at 4.30 in the morning, when I went in there, first off, I opened the door and I'm like, huh, the light's on. That's not good. And then she holds up her hands and both hands are covered in paint. Yeah. And so, it was on her foot for like two days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy, this isn't good. So here's the mystery. I look over and I see the paint on the wall and uh -huh. I think... Mom's not going to be happy about that. But then her hands, the paint on her hands was dry. Uh -huh. And there was, so it had happened a while ago. There was not a trace of paint anywhere in that room except for on the wall. Yeah. She didn't get back in bed, like nothing. So she turned the light on first. She painted the wall with her hands. And either it took me a really long time she to did, hear her. She actually didn't paint the wall with her hands. What she did is she unscrewed the top of the acrylic paint. She poured it on a paintbrush and did the paintbrush uh, up and down. But it was all over her hands. But the paintbrushes were, had paint all over them in the bucket. All right. So, yeah, it was crazy because the hand, the paint on her hands was dry. And, and the brand new bedding I had just gotten yeah. was all white. Yeah, so, no paint anywhere. And there was no navy blue paint anywhere. So, mystery, we'll never know. We really should get a camera for that room. <laughs> we had one at one time. She we did. She pulled, pulled it, it down. Mm-hmm. Crazy Easter morning. Yes. So, so we're just waiting for Santa Claus. That's the moral of the story. All right, Amy. So what you digging this week? You know what? I have really enjoyed cooking. We enjoy your cooking. <laughs> so we just mentioned that we do DoorDash one night a week. I've cooked every other night of the week since we've been home, which... Is crazy to me. And here's why it's crazy. Because you usually travel. Mm -hmm. And so when you travel, I either do something really easy or we grab something for the kids or something like that. It's just not fun to cook just for kids and myself. So I don't do it very often. Um, but I have been cooking a ton. And on the weekends, usually on one of the nights, 
we'll we'll have a, some friends over. Yeah. And we just rotate. Like we'll make a couple of items. They'll bring a couple of yeah. items, or we'll bring the whole make the whole dinner. They'll make the whole dinner. So usually there's a couple nights on the weekends that maybe you don't cook a full meal. Right. Right. And then a couple nights during the week. But now you're cooking six nights a week. So I do. I enjoy cooking. I do not enjoy cleaning up, mm-hmm. and I don't enjoy shopping for the groceries. Yeah. The boys are getting better at cleaning up. I'm getting better at delegating them to clean up. <laughs> but you're not actually doing any of the cleaning We've got up. two sons. Hmm. Well, what I'm, are you digging, Johnny? What I'm digging, and a lot of people are talking about this right now, but Zoom video. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, first off, you hear people saying all the time, man, I wish I had bought stock in Zoom two months ago. Mm-hmm. But what I'm loving about it is... I'm thinking that it's going to have a big impact on how we do business once things get back to normal for the good for somebody like me. Because 10 years ago, when I was on airplanes every day, I was saying, hey, technology is going to get to a point where we don't have to get on these airplanes anymore. And it's going to be acceptable to do a sales presentation or have a business meeting over video conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10 years from now, we're not going to be flying like this. Well, that never slowed down and it just never became acceptable really, to use your phone or iPad or computer to replace internal meetings, yes. A lot of corporations have um, video meetings. But to sell a client or to visit with a client about a project, it never became acceptable. Right now, it's all we do. And so everybody that does what I do have all had to learn how to use this technology. Everybody's now comfortable with it. Now it's like, We've we've kind of gotten past the oh I need to look professional in a business mm-hmm. setting. I know what everybody's living room looks like. I know what the you know their hat on backwards looks like. Right. I know what the girls with no makeup look like. It's just an acceptable thing now, and I really think that there can be an impact when we get back to normal. Of hey, let's just do this over Zoom. Like yeah. there's times that I drive three hours to meet with a client that we didn't have, need to have that meeting in person. That's just the way that it's done. I'm, I think I can now say, hey, instead of me drive three hours, why don't we just get on a quick Zoom call? I think we right. can cover it then. Right. And I, I think it could have a big impact for people that travel. For the smaller things. Some of the bigger things, you're still going to want that personal. Yeah. And I think like that three-hour meeting, normally I'll make that drive twice. Mm-hmm. One of them will be not really necessary right. as, a, as we're early in the process. The second one is definitely necessary. I think I might be able to get start missing out on some of those unnecessary three-hour drives. I hope so. I hope so, too. That would be really nice. Because I like when you cook dinner. (laughs) Okay, so let's get to, we asked for listener questions. Yes. Okay, so let's get to a couple of our Q&A. Let's start with this one. It says, how do you and Amy, as special needs parents, would like to see your school provide life skills and engaging opportunities for Mabry? How can we be creative in giving Mabry wonderful opportunities both in and out of the classroom? Do you want to take this one? (laughs) Well, I'll start. Yeah. Um, One thing that our school does a great job at is one of the most valuable things is their field trips. Uh Because our school has done so great and we've had great teachers that want to take them to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And just want to take them to just like not normal field trip places, but real life skill places. That social interaction, how to behave socially all those things that they're teaching, I don't need Mabry to be able to pick out the right hamburger buns at a grocery store. But I do need her to know how to go into a grocery store and behave mm-hmm. and not hit the floor and throw a tantrum and things like that. So those things are extremely valuable to us. Mm-hmm. In her life skills class inside of school, I'm also not 
you know, she's learning some great things. She's learning how to cook and all of these things. But mm-hmm. the things that I I think are the most beneficial for her are the social interactions. Mm-hmm. What is acceptable and what's not. A lot of the kids have issues with personal space. Uh-huh. They get right up in your personal space, which is fine for me, but not fine for a stranger. Right. So those um, how to behave in public and how to engage socially, I think are the most important. Yeah. And I would think, and it's hard, I, I, the bigger the district you have, the more individualized you can make those field trips. So those that are kind of functioning on the same level, you know, can be in one class and go to one place. And, you know, so it makes it difficult, the broader the range of disabilities. Or abilities, I could say. Um, But you're right. Things that are going to teach them practical stuff. But also things that are going to bring them joy. Like to a history museum, Mabry's out. Right. She doesn't care about that. To the zoo? If you take her to the zoo, she is in. She would love it. So, and, and I see this a lot as they get older. They try to make the field trips be age appropriate. I'm not necessarily all in on that because here's the deal. If going to visit Santa Claus at the mall brings that class joy and it's something they look forward to all year long, then why not? Right. Like, why not? You know, so I think the field trips that bring so much joy, the things they look forward to, um, the things that are teaching practical life lessons. Like, I don't care if Mabry can add two plus two. That does not matter to me. Do I care that Mabry can go to the bathroom by herself in public? Yes, absolutely. Like those are things that as a parent, I need taught. And you may think, oh, well, that doesn't bring Mabry joy. Yes, it does. Independence for any of the special needs teenagers to learn, everybody wants independence. And so I think that it that does bring them joy. And age appropriateness. I mean, every 17 year old girl loves to go to the mall. Mabry loves to go to the mall. <laughs> She's just going to go ride the train. Yes. The next question is, what is y'all's Enneagram numbers? That's all you. You're going to have to tell me what mine is. Yeah. So John hasn't fully, and I am not like extremely well versed on this. When I first started reading about Enneagrams, I picked a number that I thought, yes, was me to a T. Um, the more I read and the more I look at things, I think deep down I'm a six which is a loyalist um, who is really driven by fear. Fear is at the kind of core of what we do. But I am leaning more now towards a two, which is a helper. Um, I think that those would be my main two. I don't know which is stronger than the other. But for John, he is also in between two numbers. Um, I see him more as a three, an achiever. But he also leans towards one perfectionist. So I would say those are close. So there you so, go. I'll so you that. can send us whatever you think our Enneagram numbers are. What are your favorite movies, TV shows? Maybe we should just take TV shows because that's a that's a wide. Yeah, because you're not a big movie person. I I'm because I usually fall asleep. You do. Yep. Okay, so uh, my favorite shows. I love um, police shows. I love doctor shows. So Chicago Med. Law and Order SVU, Chicago PD. Um, we love Lock Up. Yeah. Um, TV shows, though, I love um, older sitcoms like Will and Grace, 
Golden Girls, Cheers. I'm watching Cheers these days, which is so funny. But everybody loves Raymond, like the classics. Yep. Frasier. I love Frasier. If I'm by myself, I just turn it on Sports Center or ESPN. And he could watch the same thing yeah. over and on repeat. But when we're watching TV, I watch whatever Amy watches. Because we have two remotes. <laughs> right. I get the one that changes the channel. And John gets the one that controls the volume. Yeah, I need to be able to hear it. <laughs> so that's how things go in our house. We each get a remote. It just does has different purposes. The shows that I look forward to when it's the time to watch them is This Is Us. Uh-huh. That's probably yeah, my that's, favorite. Yeah, that's our stop down for yep. sure. I've gotten into Ozark. Mm-hmm. We're behind. We just started not too long ago, so we're still on season two. And I don't know that there's anything else I get excited about. I like several of the shows. Yeah. Um, but there's no, those are the, probably the two that I get, I get excited about. Yeah. We like those. Okay. So this ask, are y'all sensitive to, or triggered by any of Mabry's sounds or noises? That scream. Mm. It's more of a screech and it's, yes. it's fairly new only in, oh, in the last year, me nuts. in the last few months. And she does it just because. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's not a. I'm in pain scream. It's a defiant scream. Like, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to yeah. make your eardrums just bleed. The other time that she does that screech that you don't hear is when we're running. There's a few <laughs> things that she doesn't like. And I know she doesn't like it. Um, she really hates porta potties. Right. She really hates ducks. Yeah. Those are the two things. And I just learned last week that she also doesn't care for cows. She does not like cows or, or goats, goats. Yeah. but she loves horses. Yeah. You would ne- She would never make that sound around horses, but she hates goats and cows. Yeah. So when we're on a run and we, I mean, Prosper is still developing. So we run by porta potties all the yeah. time. And even if she sees a porta potty in the distance, if she feels like it's in our path that we're going to go, she starts that screech. Yeah. And there's sometimes, and sometimes I'll just jack with her and I'll go point her towards a porta potty like we're going to go run at it. But, um, and ducks the same. If we go by any goat, ducks. So when we're out running the neighborhood and she does this screech, mm. of course, people are looking at us. And like it crazy. echoes. Yeah. It echoes through the neighborhood. And then in, when we're doing half marathons, one thing that's everywhere in a half marathon is porta, porta potty. <laughs> and so a lot of people get to hear that screech. Mm. I would think, so you say sounds or, but one of the things she does that just makes makes me absolutely crazy is she taps yeah and y'all i know that sounds like so minor but it's like she'll tap and it'll be like this oh i can't (laughs) it's just like that and it's light but it's on your shoulder and it just makes like oh it makes my neck hurt right now just thinking about it and you think my gosh that's not a big deal Yes, it is when it's for 18 hours straight. Yeah. You know, that is one thing. Torture. It gets all over me. Next question. Do y'all receive any respite through Medicaid waiver programs in Texas? Let me answer this one. The answer is no. So we did receive MDCP, which is the Medically Dependent Children's Program money, which provided us respite care. But we soon lost that waiver money because it was deemed that Mabry was not was no longer medically dependent which do not even get me started oh my gosh let me let me say something Uh you haven't seen me fired up 
like often in 20 yeah, years. Very right. often. This was one of the times and, and it's because we had to go to court trial. Now we did it over the phone, mm-hmm. but we had like big, um, uh, kind of a big hearing with a lot of people yes. on. And I understand why they have to audit these things mm-hmm. so often. Also, we all know that or if you've listened to this episode much, you know that we're not politically driven. No. I barely knows, know like who's running in the upcoming campaign. Slater yeah. has to teach me everything. I don't even <laughs> like it's not my thing. What I can what I do know is all of this happened at the time of Obamacare. Yes. I don't know if that had anything to do with us getting kicked off, but it was around that time after we had been on it for four years. Mm-hmm. And it gave us money to hire respite care. Yes. I understand why they audit it and why they watch it so close because there's people who take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here was my main argument was they had allotted us a budget to use per, for respite care of like $23,000 per year. Yes. That was our allowance of what they would pay. In four years, the most we ever spent was eleven thousand dollars, and so my whole argument was, we're obviously not one of the families trying to take advantage. We haven't even spent half of what you've allowed, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, we can't take that into consideration." My big argument was that we had our neurologists write letters, we had Mabry's pediatrician write letters, we had family friends write letters, all of this, but they took the word of a nurse that was in our home for five minutes over. Any of the medical um, yeah. letters, diagnosis, all of that from specialists, specialists from our neurologists. Um, and they took a nurse who came in for five minutes word. So clearly they were just trying to get rid of the program. Yeah. And so the answer is no, we don't get any respite assistance through Medicaid. And clearly we're not bitter about it. <laughs> We're good. We are on all of the waiver lists, though. So when our name comes up in less than 40,000 more people, we're going to be ready. We're going to, y'all, yeah, don't get me fired up over that because that was not a good time. Okay, moving on. This listener wants to know what are our spiritual backgrounds? Would you like to go first? I'll go first. I was raised Catholic. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like Catholic, like <laughs> I went to a Catholic school in a uniform mm-hmm. starting in kindergarten, um, did first communion, did confirmation, did all of that in third grade. I found this out later. I didn't know it at the time. Third grade, I got kicked out of a Catholic school mm. and it was, and my mom told me how this kind of went down, at least the way I remember it is, um, I was asked not to come back. And the short story is I had ADD before that was really a, a, a well-known thing Mm -hmm. like Ritalin and the whole deal. And they couldn't handle me. I was, I mean, nuns were my teachers. They didn't, uh, they didn't know how to handle me. So fourth grade, I was in public school. Yeah, I didn't understand why, but I was digging it. I didn't have to wear a uniform. You didn't know it was something you had done. No. And my mom protected that from me. She didn't tell me that till later. Right. Oh, that's nice. Um, so I was raised Baptist. Um, and I was baptized. I was in third grade. Um, I don't think I really started following Jesus until high school and I was youth group. I was there every time the door opened at church, had an awesome junior high, high school ministry, just loved my youth group, um, went to a Baptist college and met this Catholic boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when, when I didn't really finish my story past third grade, but 
after, you know, I still went to Catholic church all the way through high school and it was Catholic church. It was CCD, which mm-hmm. is their Bible school. Both of those were on Sunday. But then I went to all my, with all my friends to youth group on Wednesdays, which would always be at a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And so I got exposed to both. And when I, when you and I met in college and I was turned away from Catholic mm-hmm. and it would not turned away, not even turned away from the Catholic beliefs because I didn't know what I wanted to believe. I was just turned away from, I was kind of forced to go there. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I got to college, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even have to go to church on Sundays. This is great. And so whenever you and I met, it was only a year into it. And it was important for both of us to go to church. Mm-hmm. We both we were both in the process of making our own decision that now we get the choice of going to church and now we actually want to go. Yeah. So we together decided on a common ground and we attend a non-denominational church. Yeah. Um, and we love it. Yeah, Bible church. We've been going yeah. to a Bible church ever since we got married. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So there's a little background on us. Do y'all need me to sing some hymns? <laughs> or I could say some Hail Marys. Oh, let's not. Okay. Moving on. Have you needed to make any house modifications for Mabry? So one thing that we have done at our house is Mabry's a runner. So we had to install gates outside. Um, and they're these big, huge iron gates um, that you and our friend David installed and y'all spent a lot of time on this a lot of time and so it was kind of like the last thing they're working it was like clark griswold you know when we all come outside to look at the christmas lights and you plug it in oh what how did what does he say in that one um anyway so we all come out we're like oh my gosh this is so great so we did this so that maybe couldn't get out of the yard because when we have get-togethers and stuff, like if she can just run the backyard, then we're golden, right? So we go out to look at the gates. And <laughs> the gates are working awesome. And they're fantastic. And Mabry proceeds to go over to the fence and just put one leg over it and crawl over it. We didn't even think about the fact that the fence was short. Was short. <laughs> so that was like one of the funny modifications we made. But yeah. other than that, um, we have codes on our um, padlocks on the doors. padlocks on our on our front and back doors and stuff like that to where Mabry can't um, get out and run. Yeah, that's the one major concern here is that you take your eyes off her and she's out of the house because she'll be down the street and we have trouble finding her. Yeah. And so those are the modifications. Yep, that's it. Okay, this is the last question. All right. I'm sorry, guys, don't cry. <laughs> We'll be back next time. Um, this listener asks, what is Mabry's favorite food and what is her favorite thing about school? Her favorite food is anything that can be called a snack. Yes. That can be carried around or that is in a to-go box. She loves to-go boxes, but she also loves to dip. Yes. She always has to have dip. <laughs> she dipped a banana in ketchup the other day. Yeah. So any she loves food. Yeah. She loves salads. Um, I don't know why. There's not anything that there's things that on her plate she'll leave to the side and then she wants more and we tell her she has to eat that and she will. Yeah. There's nothing that she won't eat. Mm-mm. There's no. not a food. No, there's not a food. She loves it all. Um, her favorite thing about school is the people. She loves the people. She Especially loves- if you're wearing a uniform and a badge. That's right. She loves being a part of a group. 
and um, going to see her favorite people every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we love that for her. Yes. Yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed. Well, that was. those are some great questions. Yeah. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for our big announcement. The big announcement. Okay. So this is the end of season one. There will be a season two that we're starting to put the plan together now. But that'll probably be September. Yeah, I would say fall. Yeah, in like, the fall. So we'll be back in the fall. Late summer, early fall. Yes. Not sure when, but we'll see. And so here's what we're going to do in the off season. Da, 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 da. Being the summertime. The majority of the feedback that we've gotten is that everybody loves the John and Amy segment that we do. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody loves the guests, but yes. the John and Amy just seems to get the most comments. Right. And so what we're going to be doing during the off season is we're going to have a YouTube channel. Yay! And each week, we are going to do a YouTube video of you and I mm-hmm. basically doing the John and Amy segment that we do every week. With our three different... With our three different segments, uh-huh. plus some guest appearances from Slater and from Jack. And Slater's been a big request. Yep. And, and But Jack has requested himself. Jack has requested himself multiple times. Uh-huh. And so they'll be a part of it. Maybe we'll be in some of the videos. Yeah. Maybe we have some other guests that we can bring in through Zoom or something like that. Who knows? It'll be really laid back. It'll be... Um, you may hear Maybree throwing a fit over in the corner. That's right. We're not gonna we're not gonna set aside in a studio or anything. It's just gonna be us out. It won't be edited. It'll just be fun and easy and yes, but it'll keep us all engaged. Amy and I have a lot of fun with it. We love interacting with you guys. So it's something that we'll, we'll be doing each week. Now. It's not going to start for a couple more weeks because we had to order some gear just to get the YouTube thing to where we think it'll look and sound good. So until that comes, what we might do over the next couple weeks is um, a weekly segment through Instagram Live. Yeah. That way we can do the John and Amy stuff, but you guys can come on and ask questions and things. Yeah. Um, you can there. send us questions while we're doing it. And That's right. We'll answer it. That's right. So stay tuned. We're not going to have another episode until late summer, early fall, but we will be around each week, um, a couple weeks through Instagram Live, and then the rest of the summer through our YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is already there. I even put up a couple of like Mabry videos just so you could find it and it will register. So you can search on YouTube, totally worth it with John and Amy. You'll find the channel, you can subscribe, and then that way, whenever the first video comes up, it'll automatically hit your phone. Yeah. So we can't wait to spend the off-season with you. And we want to also thank you for all your support. We didn't have any idea what we were doing, um, and just all of the encouragement and the stories about how you can relate, and how it made you not feel as lonely, um, and that was a totally worth it it was we it's serious like last night we got a message and this happens probably a couple times a week i got a message through instagram or something that i read out loud to amy and it just made our night Mm -hmm. and so we love hearing from you guys it makes everything um so worth it for us so thank you for everyone who's listening and for making season one a huge success that far blew away our expectations and we will be back for season two yay thanks guys 